Welcome everyone to episode number four of Count's Coffin Talk. I'm your host, Count Draven. As you tune in each week, you'll hear some fantastic interviews, music, and discussion that you may not hear anywhere else on the airwaves. I thank you all for spending time with my guests and, and myself today. So without further ado, we'll get started with today's podcast. And on today's podcast, I have two of my sisters on, uh, Wordy Ghost and Wolf Witch Grave. Welcome to the podcast today. Glad to be here. Thank you. So Happy to be here. So... Um, I know a lot of people have probably been wondering what's been going on and how come I haven't uh, put out a podcast for a while. And that's part of the reason why we're here today doing this podcast is to talk about life and what happens when life kind of gets in the way and how it affects us on an individual basis and just and how we conduct ourselves and keep going about our daily lives. Um so before we started uh, recording recording the podcast, the three of us have been doing a little bit of have been doing a bit of chatting. And um, Wolfie, there was a point that uh, you had mentioned that um, you felt was important in discussion, and 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 um, and that's talking about how the things that go on in our daily lives seem to kind of stack up and pile up and then it it affects our spirit spiritual practice so um i'll let you i'll let you take us on that one and and start us off absolutely um it it came about for me personally that probably in a couple of months there have been things in my ordinary everyday life that have begun to pile up things like computers failing, um, forgetting to send something out that I needed to send out. Um, as some of my followers know, I suffer from migraines and I've had some real issues with that. That's been mm -hmm. going on lately. That could be a whole hour show in and of itself. Um, but it occurred to me that with everything that's happening in the world, on top of the everyday stuff that's happening in my life, I've been struggling with my spiritual side. That sometimes during ritual lately, I, I do not feel that connection that I normally do. There have been days where I have been too emotionally exhausted to do a full ritual mm -hmm. and have have sometimes even done something as simple as light a tea candle just to say, hi, I'm still here, but I'm feeling nothing. Right. Um, and just wanted to, to throw that topic out there for both of you as well to see what, what do you do when that happens to you? Is that happening to you? Absolutely. I can say for myself, um, and as we were talking before we started recording, um, for myself, I, I've been feeling it, especially, I think for at least the last couple of months already, um, you know, and, and, uh, if you remember back to like January, I think it was when the full moon hit in January, we were all messaging back and forth. And, and I remember saying, you know, it's just something about this full moon. It just 
everything feels weird. Something's not right. Something feels off. It was like there was something missing there. Um, and ever since then, I've just, for me, it, it's like it comes and goes in waves. It go, It's like you have a period of, or for myself anyway, I find that I, I found that I've had a period of a few days where I'm feeling really good about everything and I'm, you know, I, I feel a little more connected and, you know, but yet when I get to my altar and I start doing things, it's like, eh, there's still something that doesn't feel right here. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely have been noticing that. And, and, and like I said, especially for the last couple of months now, and maybe it's just, it's a combination of things that have been going on in in my personal life too. I mean, there definitely has been a lot going on. It's not like the last couple of months have been just, that follows me you know we've been having some um, family issues with my kids um, pretty much since before since December but it really came to a head a couple of weeks ago and it was really really scary and you know for the, like the past like everyone else like the past month or so it has been very hard to be able to get into that spiritual zone right mm -hmm. and like like seeing uh, um, got so many people going on in my head, I can't even think right now. Um, like Wolfie said, you know, sometimes I just sit down and I don't even light my candles. I'll just light some incense and I'll, you know, touch my, do my usual touch the certain effigy, certain statue ritual. And that's, that's all I can do. That's really all I can do. Um, because like you guys, I'm just, I'm so exhausted. And I was telling Mr. Ghost the other day, a um, couple nights ago, he said, I, I noticed that you're not really sitting in here like you used to, because I would sit in here for a good hour sometimes at my altar doing my thing. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I can't, you know, there's so much. And you guys know the details. Um, you and Cassie, she's not here tonight, but, um, you know, there's just so much going through my head that I just, I can't. And I told him, I said, you know, I've actually meditated a few minutes and, you know, cause I was worried that maybe, and maybe, I don't know if you guys have felt this too, but, um, I meditated and it was like, is this a problem? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I spoke to Freya and, you know, the spirits like is this a problem because I just I can't I cannot right now there are other things that I have to focus on and I did get the feeling that even though I don't feel you know their presence with me like I used to it's not that they're not here it's almost like what we have done for each other for like the past months like we step back and let let letting me deal with what I have to deal with even though they're supporting me just like I know you guys step step back 
and was dealing with your own stuff, but letting me deal with my stuff too. And the same for me, you know, there's been a lot going on. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been really hard here lately and things have been really heavy. I mean, like I said, you guys know the details and I just, there was just no way. There was just no way I could sit here and do what I usually do. But like I said, on the plus side, I don't think that spirits taste that badly. I think that sometimes they know that we have to prioritize things. And while they are a priority, sometimes we do have to prioritize this mundane life that we have so we can devote more to them later. Yeah. And I, that was going to lead me into my next question to, to the two of you. So has it felt like, I mean, you've obviously said, Wordy, that, you know, you still feel that, you know, your guides are still there and Freya is still with you. Um, they They understand that. You know, you you feel that they understand that, you know, shit's just gotten really heavy. Life is heavy. You have things that you need to deal with. You've got ducks you need to put in, into into a row. So they, they, they know that at this point, it's just better. It, it's better that everything is kind of backed off a, a bit. But they know that, that if you still need them, they're there. So has the same thing yeah. been like that for you, Wolfie? Yes. Um, I do feel that they are there if I really needed them. Um, I did do a small ritual this week, actually, to um, help out a family member. And I feel that it it worked. It didn't feel like it normally would. I feel that, that they are still there. They will support me. And I think that they do understand that sometimes there's so much happening that you're not able to dedicate that amount of time. And I think we as, we as humans probably need to cut ourselves a little bit more slack when that happens. But I think it's something that isn't talked about a lot it kind of among the spiritual community of it's, it's always, you know, do a full ritual, at least that's kind of how I've seen it a lot of times, doing full rituals, doing something every single day, Sometimes the only thing you can manage to do is a is a five minute talk to them, mm-hmm. and and you may not even have anything to say. You're just simply going, "I need help," and I think they understand that you need help. And I don't I don't believe they desert you. I think we have so much stuff running around in our brains right now. That there's also, at least just speaking for me personally, I think that there's a block because my brain is focused on a lot of mundane things right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It well, is definitely for me, for, you know, like I said, you guys know the details. So it's like that has been what's going on has definitely been on the forefront and, you know, Mr. Ghost is always asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And it's like, it, it really depends, right? You know, one hour for me, one, one hour may be better than the other hour. And then I could burst into tears in any moment. So, you know, I can't, I, I can't put myself, I can't clear my mind enough to be able to open up to that. And they, I really do think that they understand. And the image that I always get for people going through 
you know, mental health issues is that when you're looking forward, it all seems empty, right? You know, you're, you're depressed. You don't see anybody in the front. You feel like you're alone. And I feel that even though it may feel like we are alone and we're looking forward and they're not there, they're actually behind us mm-hmm. and we're not looking behind us, but that's where they're at. They're supporting us. So that's, that's the way I see it. And that's the way I really feel that that's, that's the truth of the matter. Yeah, I agree with you there on that one, Wordy. I mean, I feel the same way, even though anything that I've been doing, I don't know that, you know, it's, I look at it the same way you do. I mean, you're looking forward, you don't feel like you, you don't see them there, but when in all actuality, they are behind you and you know that. And that's the one thing for me as well over the past while. I mean, even though my practice is, you know, been, hasn't been where it, it, I feel it could be. Um, despite all of that, I still feel that they're there. I still feel them all the time, you know? Um, but I also under feel that, you know, there is that understanding there that look, dude's got a lot going on. So let him deal with the shit. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's, maybe this is all part of it, too. Maybe this is part of the the path that we have set out for us as well. And, you know, maybe this is maybe this is romanticizing it for me. You know, I'm just trying to figure out a way to explain it to myself so I can feel better. But, you know, maybe this is the path that was set out that they had a part in setting out and they're just letting us deal with what we have to deal with. Right. You know, they can't, it's like a parent, you know, you sit them out and you let them go and do their thing. And then you have to watch and see what they do and let them take care of business. And then they'll come, the kids will come back and, and, you know, ask for help or do whatever it is that they need to do. And we're no different. You know, once, once things have settled, we'll come back to the altar and be able to do the whole nine yards that we haven't been able to do but there's a good chance that they're going to ask, okay, so what did you learn from this? Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great point. Um, I personally have been doing some shadow work and digging deep into some old issues and looking at things in a new way. And maybe that is part of the plan that just, I'm going to echo exactly what Wordy said. A good parent, is going to let that child go out, make the mistakes, get the bumps and bruises, and then come back and learn from that lesson. So that that's also, I think, part of my, my journey right now with not feeling as connected with them is that I have been going deeper into some shadow work, some old issues that I want to heal up. And it's not that they're not there, but I think they want me to be out there on my own to do this by myself, mm-hmm. which is at this, you know, I have certain days where I'm like, come back, please. I need you right now. But that's, that's when I, when they want me to really learn to rely more on myself, because that's what shadow work. And at least in my opinion should do is it should make you stronger. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, we were going to take a quick break here. Um, 
one of the things that I did uh, ask both of you about was uh, giving me some song suggestions for the podcast uh, as, you know, uh, always play music at every break. Um, however, for this podcast, I asked for song suggestions um, showing support for the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian population and the unfortunate uh, war that's going on over in Ukraine right now. So, um, Wolf, I'll ask you for your song for our first break. Absolutely. Um, this is a song by Nocturnal Mortem. And Count, you are going to love the title. It is called Return of the Vampire Lord. All right. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and here is Nocturnal Mortem with uh, Wolfie. You'll have to tell me the song title again. Return of the Vampire Lord. All right, here we go. Yeah. 
All right, welcome back to segment number two of Count's Coffin Talk. And my guests here today, Wolf Witch Grave and Wordy Ghost. And uh, just to let everybody know what we've been talking about, in case you're joining us now, uh, we are talking about uh, the day-to-day life stuff and how it affects our spiritual practice and, and uh, you know, how it... Uh, how our practice uh, changes when things get really heavy in life. Um, so when we were ending the last segment, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, how we feel our guides, you know, look at everything we're going through and, you know, understand that there are times things get really heavy and they recognize that we need to take care of things on our own and they're just standing back watching over us and making sure that um you know that we're we're still following things the way we need to um so taking this a step further now with all the stuff that is going on outside of our personal lives in the world right now um how has all of that affected both of you as far as your spiritual practice goes um wordy let's start with you you know i'm gonna be completely honest i have come you know with the stuff that's been going on personally i have completely almost pulled all the way back and only have been focusing on what's happening in my immediate circle and i think you guys have maybe have felt a little bit of that it's just been i cannot i don't have the mental capacity to consider anything else right now you know when you're dealing with your child having a pretty severe uh, mental health crisis all of a sudden that becomes the most important thing that's happening to deal with that and for me it's not that I'm not paying attention it's not that I'm not here for any of you guys if you need me but it's like I can't it it almost feels like an overload if I try to think about anything mm-hmm. else. And so, you know, and I think that's part of it is with the spiritual practice thing is like, I can't, it's almost too much. Everything is too much. Everything feels very overwhelming. And so it just, it, everything, almost everything except for dealing with this family stuff has become completely completely bare minimum you know bare minimum on everything right how about you for you wolfie how is how how has it affected you and with the with spiritual practice it's been very difficult um i think i'm a lot like everyone else i'm struggling to find the right balance of staying informed Versus for my mental health, I need to take a step Mm -hmm. back from the constant news cycle. Um, What really impacts me is, as an amateur photographer, has been the photos Mm -hmm. are, they have such a deep emotional impact on me that it almost feels like that's where my energy goes to is those images of war. 
and how difficult it is and the people suffering, which is very, very hard for me um, to, to let go of. Those feelings tend to stick with me. So I'm trying to find that balance. Um, I think a lot of people are. I, I'm echoing. I posted about this. I've seen other people post about this on Twitter. Um, people are still posting funny memes on Twitter. There is nothing wrong with that. People have to have an escape from the constant bombardment of the dumpster fire that our world is right now. Mm -hmm. And that may be someone's escape that they, they can't take one more thing. So they're going to post something to make somebody laugh. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we have to be able to give ourselves a mental health break. And for me, over this weekend, I really haven't been on Twitter much. I have to take some social media breaks. And I really am struggling with finding what's the right balance of getting the information that I want to get to stay up to date, as opposed to doom scrolling, which is right. really easy to fall right. into. Well, and I can I can kind of relate with that a little bit. Everything that's been going on for me right now, and I'm just going to take this to a little in a little bit more of a personal line, um, has really it, it's impacted me, and I know it's impacted me. It's impacted me a lot um, because my family, you know, both sides of my family, my mom's side, my dad's side, my, my great grandparents, um, you know, immigrated from the Ukraine in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, you know, so being from a family who is Ukraine, Ukrainian and having Ukrainian still have, we still have family there. Um, I've never met them, mind you, but, uh, my mom was over there in 75 when I was a little kid and she met some of, some of the family on her side. Um, but, you know, and even talking with my mom the last, you know, since this has all started and even though she was only there once for a visit in 75, the effect that it's even had on her and, and listening to that pain and that anguish in her voice. And, you know, like you said, Wolfie, seeing the images that are coming out of there and, and the, the video footage and the pictures. And I have found that for myself especially, and that's one of the reasons why this last week I was totally off of Twitter. I think I made it went on here and there, maybe liked a couple of posts, uh, did a couple of retweets, and that was it. I didn't have the capacity this last week to, I don't know, because there's still the commentary and there's still all the other bullshit that's out mm -hmm. there, right? And right now I'm just, I, I'm at a place where I have no fucking tolerance for it. I don't want to see it because the only thing that I'm thinking about is here is a nation of innocent people that are getting fucking murdered, basically. Mm. You know, so, I mean, there's other things involved in it too, why I wasn't on Twitter this last week, but we'll get into that in a bit. But I definitely, with everything, everything that's been going on in the outside world, 
it, it definitely has an effect. It's definitely had an effect. Here's another one I'll ask you, and this is something that you know we Wolfie you bring up the uh, the joke memes that are out there, you know, and and one of the joke memes when this whole thing had started was, uh, and I think you both probably saw it as well. It was like. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was like, yep, thanks, world. We, uh, we just went through the end of COVID, and two minutes later, we're in a war. Mm-hmm. So it it there's another aspect of all of this that after two years, now getting just over two, shortly over two plus years of COVID and restrictions and shutdowns, and all of that other shit that's gone on along that's gone along with the pandemic how much of an impact has that had on the both of you as far as your practice goes now so let's add that component in with everything else that we've talked about uh wolfie i'll start with you on that question um well i will share something personal you you both know about this i I think I may have posted about this on Twitter. It's it's nothing that I hide. Um, I have an autoimmune disorder. And not only that, I'm on immune suppressants. So COVID for me is, is extra serious because I'm at an extremely high risk for it. Mm-hmm. So I've essentially been in isolation for, what is it, two something mm-hmm. years? going on that time. Um, And I definitely know that has impacted my mental health. How? I'm not positive. But I've read various news articles talking about the mental health fallout that's going to happen from COVID. And so I think that that has also impacted me in that being so isolated, it can be um, it can be difficult to feel the connection to my guides, to spirit. And then at other times, it has actually been a lifeline that I felt that there was a connection. Right. Um, and I think social media, for the double-edged sword that it is, um, having found both of you and Cassie, and some other folks has been absolutely amazing because these virtual relationships are actually in, in many ways deeper than some of my real life relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, but it, it definitely, I think has impacted my practice because the constant stress of, I have to mask up every time I go out, I sometimes wear face shields depending upon where I'm going. Right. Um, And I'm going to make a, I'm not going to get real political here, but um, shooting me dirty looks because I'm wearing a face mask, I have a legitimate valid reason for wearing that because if I catch COVID, that can be incredibly dangerous to me, Um, much more so than someone who doesn't, who is not immune compromised. Um, so it, it's had a strange effect on my practice. I, I, sometimes good, sometimes not good. It's, I think I'm still sorting all of that out. Right. How about for you, Wordy? Interesting in the sense that, um, my practice has become stronger. You know, I was 
I was a pagan and a witch well before now, but I had all of that had all my practice kind of got put on the back burner when I had kids and I threw myself into being the stay at home mom and taking care of the kids. And that was my identity for a really long time. And so um, last year, well, actually the end of 2020, it was November when I joined Twitter and I, and that's significant because that's when I started trying to get out of this um, mom job description and back into the ghost job description, if that makes sense. You know, as a parent, it's easy to fall into the identity of being mom. And I was trying to find my identity that wasn't mom. You know, yes, I will always be a mother, but at some, I'm more than that. And so, um, right. It actually picked up my my practice picked up almost immediately it's like as soon as I opened myself up back to that in spite of COVID and lockdowns and quarantines and restrictions I was still able to um for for the past year I've been doing something every single day with the exception of um, like I went on vacation and I didn't do that, but there were things that I did before and after. Um, So it didn't really affect me in that way other than the sense that I had the time, you know, I didn't have to run people back and forth to school and back and forth to the train station and this, that, and the other there was, I could, I felt like I could actually find the time to do it. And, you know, so it didn't really affect me in that way as far as anything else, you know, because you can't really talk about even the Ukraine situation without and COVID without talking about, we've touched base with this, the mental health aspects. That's what's really got me. But I think my spiritual practice helped me with my own mental health aspects of it all. Even with, um, the war in Ukraine, it's, it's, it, you know, I just, it, I just, I just don't have a whole lot to say about that. It's not that I don't have things to say. It's more like articulating the things that I have to say. Um, but as far right. as COVID and lockdown, this, my spiritual practice picked up and I really do think that, um, you know, there was a lot of mental health issues that I went through last year. And like I just mentioned, my one of my kids is going through some pretty serious issues right now. And I think that spiritual practice is helping me get through those issues, even though I'm not committing as much time as I did, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I found for myself excuse me um this winter i don't know why but this winter really i mean i i haven't liked the winter now as i've been getting older i mean and that's because of you know body Mm -hmm. aches and pains and all of that crap but but winter in general honestly i never found i haven't found a winter where i felt as 
drugged down by a winter as I did with this one. This winter to me has just seems seems like it's gone on for fucking ever already and it will just never end. You know yeah. what I mean? I and, totally agree. And and whether that's the effect of, you know, and and not whether it's the effect. I mean, obviously it is effect an effect of what's gone on for the last 2 years. I mean, going through lockdowns and restrictions and, you know, not being to the extent that you've been Wolfie, where you've essentially been in quarantine for two years already, two plus years. But even so, you know, you, when you couple two years of that, of going through all of that stuff and then everything else that goes on, but I think we've gotten so, I think everybody in the world, we're just at a point where we're so done Mm -hmm. with being closed up that just tired. You're just tired, tired of dealing. Exactly. You're, you're tired. You're exhausted. It impacts all the decisions you make. Um, and and it does, It, it impacts every decision you make. It impacts, you know, if you have a family that likes to go camping, it impacts, where you're going to go camping and how close you want to be to other people and blah, 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 and all that other bullshit. There's so much that it, that it has in that we've had to involve, you know, or incorporate all of this stuff into our daily lives that absolutely we're just tired now. And like I said, this winter for me is just, Oh my God, I just want it to fucking end already. I want to be able to hook my camper in the back of my truck Get the fuck out of Dodge, go to a campground, sit in front of a campfire, crack open a beer, spark up a joint, sit in nature, and just not listen to anything except birds and wind and leaves rustling, you know? And it's, yeah, I, I, I totally, totally understand that. And in lines of spiritual practice, definitely it it affects, it's affected my spiritual practice i think because i'm just at the point where i'm so done with everything already mm-hmm. right well that's like you know and i sorry, think go ahead. i was just gonna say it seems like as soon as one thing starts to ease there's another thing on yeah. top of it um yeah. it, even just the weather I thought it was warming up a little bit and then there was five inches of snow, which I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I am not going to fucking shovel the snow. I'm going to let it sit there. I don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, but it's, it feels like it's that way with everything that there's, there's always something new that's coming out and, and not a good new. It's always a bad yes. new. Um, I'm finding it hard to find good news in the world right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. What, what I was going to say is, um, you know, talking about just wanting to go someplace and it even builds on that. It's always something new. We had made plans to go to Disney world with our kids in 2020. And it was two weeks before we were set to leave to go was when the whole country shut down. So that, you know, 
we instead of canceling our Disney World trip, and we had went, we go multiple times. We have been multiple times. Our kids love it. We love it. Um, we decided we're just going to keep leapfrogging this vacation. So for the past two years, we have leapfrogged this vacation, hoping that eventually we'd be able to go instead of completely canceling it. Mm -hmm. And so we have another, it's finally reset for Easter this year. And Mr. Ghost is like, we're going. I don't fucking care. We're going. We're not going to take a plane. We will drive, <laughs> but we're fucking going. And we're going to go there, and we're going to have a good time, even if we have to wear masks, even if we can't sit at the restaurant, because they've changed a lot of how they do their stuff there. And it's like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go. Everybody's vaccinated. We're going to get the, the kids their booster shots. They're finally older. And we ordered masks, and we're all ready. And then, um, you know, we had my, one of my kids had this mental health crisis and that's significant in the sense that it's almost impossible to find somebody in our area that treats adolescents. So mm -hmm. actually, uh, Wordy, let me yeah. stop you there and, uh, we, we will, uh, let's take another quick break and we will continue with that conversation when we get back from, from our break yeah. here. Um, if you're okay no, with that, fine. all right, so we're going to take another quick break. So we'll throw some more music out here to you. Uh, the next song we're going to have is by a Ukrainian black metal band by the name of Drudik. And the song is called the price of freedom. We'll be back in a bit.
Okay, welcome back to segment number three accounts coffin talk. Um, so when we left uh, for the last break here, um, Wordy was talking to us about an upcoming trip that they're planning. So uh, we'll keep we'll keep chatting about that. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, still remember what you were talking about there, Wordy. Yeah, well, <laughs> we were talking about things piling on and piling on, right? And we had that this Disney trip planned for 2020, and that obviously did not happen. And but you know then we had this trip we're going to go on this trip and we rescheduled it for finally april and then one of my kids had a pretty pretty severe mental health crisis and which in and of itself is bad enough but trying to find help for an adolescent is even worse there's not you know not everybody can treat adolescents and not everybody can prescribe medication for adolescents so then we had that, and then when we found somebody, it's <laughs> most psychiatrists now are not covered under insurance, so the money came out of our pocket, and make no mistake, it was completely worth it, and we are privileged to be able to have the money to pay for this. I can't really say afford it, but it was insanely expensive. It is insanely expensive. And it makes you realize why so many people don't get the mental help that they need. Um, and we're also having to find her a intensive outpatient treatment program, which may or may not be covered by insurance. And yesterday, and this is on top of trying to have money to go on this vacation that we all need. It's a mental health vacation, more or less. And, um, yesterday we were going to, you know, my kid was feeling pretty good. We were going to take her out and there's a screw in my tire and <laughs> it's like, fuck me running. So we find, you know, the Firestone place, you know, figured a tire store should have the tires or could fix our tire. And they said they can't fix the tire because it's in the shoulder of the tire. And it's some kind of super special low profile tire that nobody ever has in stock. You can only ever order it. And it's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You've got to be fucking, you know, at this point, you know, Mr. Ghost is, he's, he's flipping out, you know, he's it's stressing him out. He's under the same amount of stress, right? Even more so because he's the only one working right now and having to pay for all of this. And I'm just, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't help but laugh at the whole snowball of things that just keep, and I'm just waiting. What's the next thing that's going to happen? At least, it's, you know, I'm praying. I'm praying to the gods, the spirits, whoever's listening, just let us do Disney and get back, and then we'll deal with whatever we got to deal with. Just let us have this vacation. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> talking about piling things on it's just it's one thing right after another you know we were going to try to get a house mm -hmm. um buy a new house next year and that's not going to happen with all of these other expenses that we have and again you know our kid is more important than any money in any house but that doesn't change the fact that all the plans have changed because of that and it's just 
for fuck's sake, you know, how much can one person take? And then you add in all the other bullshit around the world. It's just, I, I can't, right? You know, I have to just sit here and just worry about my own little world right here, right now with my kids and my family and my dog and my cats and that's it. I can't worry about other things. And the pr- purpose of saying that mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's snowball. Everything is snowballing. But at the same time, for anybody that's listening, I want to stress that if that's all you can think about right now, if you can't think about Ukraine or anything else that might be going on that worries you, that's okay. Don't let anybody bully you to think that you're a bad person because you can't think about it. Because sometimes it's just way too fucking much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Wolfie. What were you going to say? I was just going to say there was um, something that, that Wordy said that thought just popped into my head. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I feel like I'm always on high alert for the next catastrophe that's going to happen, whether it's in my personal life or in the world. We're not meant to live like that. We're not meant to live always being in this this heightened state of anticipation of negative things. So I think that I just brought to mind, I think everyone has has had their mental health impacted they may not necessarily think that they have but i don't know how someone could have lived through the last couple of years and not been impacted by it oh absolutely i don't think there's anybody that that can say that they were not absolutely impacted in some way shape or form by the last two years yeah i could be wrong in that but that's just that that that's just me and that's the way i think anyways yeah and i i think if someone says that they haven't been impacted this is just a personal opinion they may want to maybe relook at that yeah Um, exactly you know i i look at things from you know even from my in my own from my own perspective and 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 uh you know the perspective from what our family here has gone through and we've already talked about i mean so you know my my wife's birthday 40th birthday was a couple of weekends ago and uh we had you know we had some of the family here the immediate family here for her 40th birthday and stuff and and we started talking about and, and just came up with made the decision that despite what's gone on already with COVID in the last two years and the lockdowns and all of that stuff, we just finally decided that, that, that that's it. This year we're either shooting for, we're planning a fucking getaway Christmas, or if we can't plan a getaway Christmas, February, we are going away somewhere, the whole media family. So, you know, the parents, all of the, all, all the, you know, my wife, myself, her sisters, we're just getting the fuck out of Dodge. And we're going to go find a beach and sit there for two weeks and say, put up the, put up the, the middle finger and go fuck you to everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Cause we know we yep. need, we know we need it already. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows they need it. I mean, you know, 
my wife works for a, a major NGO here and that has been directly re- involved in all the COVID-19 operations that have been going on in the country uh, and within our, pro- our home province, plus anything else that happens, uh, forest fires, floods, disasters, blah, 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 and all the other shit that happens in between. Um, you know, um, I know, you know, there are people in the family that have to deal with managing other people in the workplace and, you know, managing people in their own personal lives and all of that. It adds up and it takes its toll. And, you know, so we're just like, okay, it's time we went somewhere. We need to get out of here. Mental health vacation as much as anything else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because really, if you stay on the same track and don't give yourself that break, you're going to crack and lose it. Well, yeah, that's that's scientifically proven too. You know, you keep that inflammation in your body, and if you don't give it a chance to dissipate a little bit, it's just going to continue and continue and continue, and that's it. You know, it's just I think a lot of people are to that point to where, especially like um, Wolfie, right? You know, having the the immune issues and having to be constantly vigilant about masking and where you're going. We weren't much different. Um, my husband, he has pretty severe asthma and his doctor is like, do not get this virus. And so for the first mm-hmm. year, you know, nobody came over. We didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, we had our, we ordered our groceries online and we went to pick it up and had somebody even put it in our car. We didn't even go. We went nowhere. And, right. you know, it's just now getting to where it's like, okay, we we're obviously the world is going to have to live with this virus. We're going to have to find a way to live with this virus. And granted, you know, my husband is not as bad as Wolfie. I'm not saying anything like that. But one of the things that he always um, talked about was, you know, he's pretty, pretty young. He's a little bit younger than me and very healthy compared to a lot of people his age. And, you know, he's still at risk from this virus. And because he has asthma. Mm -hmm. And that's just him. You know, we have other people in the house that are at risk too. His parents and his sister live with us. So, and they all have blood pressure issues. And of course his parents are in their seventies, but the biggest issue is, you know, Oh, well only sick and people with preexisting conditions, you know, comorbidities will die or have problems from this virus. And he started telling people like, so you're okay if I die from this. And it always takes people back. It's like people don't even realize what they're saying when they want to get back to normal. But people with like Wolfie who are immunocompromised, this is this isn't ending anytime soon. Right. And it's tiresome and gets really worrisome just from our point of view. And like I said, my husband is not quite as bad as Wolfie is as far as being immunocompromised or anything like that. But it gets worrisome and annoying that 
we have to take all these precautions because other people won't. And it's, it, mm-hmm. that takes its toll on your mental health too, because you're constantly, and Wolfie, I'm sure you can agree. You're constantly having to worry about where am I going? What kind of people are probably going to be there? How much do I have to worry about what kind of mask should I wear? Can I wear this mask versus, you know, like Wolfie said, the, the full face shield and the whole nine yards, depending on where she goes. And that in and of itself is stressful. And everybody's just, everybody's mm-hmm. just tired. You know, these people that, you know, have been doing this two years and living like everything is fine. You know, there are some of us that have been under this insane amount of stress this whole time, just trying to keep our households healthy. We're tired. We're really, really, really tired. No one is more tired than us. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my biggest fantasy right now is walking into any store I want without having to be in full PPE yeah. gear. That's, that's my fantasy is to walk into a store. And I think about that and it's like, oh, that's that's really sad. Yeah. Um, but it is true. And and my I am thinking of trying to find somewhere, a little cabin in the middle of nowhere where me and my dog can go and just sit and be far away from humans and the world and everything else because we all need those those breaks. And I don't know about the two of you, but I'll just say quickly, I've noticed signs of burnout among mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. Um, and family members that I'm seeing that with an awful lot of people that you would not think it would happen to, but I'm seeing it with almost everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that part of this has also led to you know, my kid's mental health crisis. Um, you know, we had to put her in cyber school because the schools here could not decide what to do. And it was, um, you know, one minute they're online, the next minute they're not online, you know, mask, no mask. You know, it was, it was laughable how they were trying to accommodate everybody without accommodating anybody. And so we had put them in cyber school for the past two years and it has really taken its toll on one of my kids, like really seriously. So the kid, even our kids are feeling this strain of, even if they're not in cyber school, you know, they're feeling this strain of constantly what's going on, people fighting over what's right and what's not right to do. And seeing their friends die, their teachers die, their grandparents die. And, Still, nobody knows when this is going to end, which, you know, it probably isn't going to end. It's going to be like the flu. We're going to have to live with this, unfortunately. But that means that some of us are still going to have to stay at some kind of high stress environment just to be able to live in this world. And that's that's enough to take a toll on your mental health, too. Just tired, tired of having to navigate what health experts are saying today versus what they said yesterday then what are they going to say tomorrow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right 
So, with all of this stuff that we've just been talking about, what, a question for you both, what do you think, as far as uh, taking this to the spiritual practice level, what would the two of you recommend to those who are listening out there? What do you think, as far as, you know, maintaining mental health at this point and maintaining spirituality, what do you think is the most important balancing key, I guess, for, or, or the most important key for all of that? I'll start with you, Wolf. I think for me on the spiritual side is just cutting myself some slack Mm -hmm. that I don't have to do a full on ritual. I can simply light a tiny little tea candle and not have anything specifically written out for ritual and just talk or ask for help or say, I'm struggling today. Does anybody hear me? And, and cut ourselves some slack that we don't maybe necessarily high level that we are used to being at. And then also what I do for my own mental health is I have been doing a lot of reading on, on burnout and some mm-hmm. things that you can do to help ease that. Um, am I successful at balancing? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm the first person to admit it. Um, but I think being aware of it is, is for me, that's really important that if I'm seeing a burnout in myself, I try to remove myself from that and see if there's some technique that can help. I'm a big meditator. That's helped immensely. Um, even when I have what I think of as a bad meditation ses- session, it's all cumulative, so it will help mm-hmm. in the end. Um, but I struggle with the balance. So I think as humans, we, we need to give ourselves compassion. Right. Ghosty, what do you uh, have to contribute to the, to, the, to the discussion on this one? I, I have to agree. I think we do need to cut ourselves some slack, right? You know, as far as our, it doesn't even have to be our spiritual practice. It could be just our day-to-day lives. You know, we we do have to realize that we can't do it all, all the time, and deal with everything all the time. And, you know, it's important to stop and think, what can I do right now? And maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe all you can do is like me and just light some incense. Maybe you can do a little bit more. Maybe you can barely just feed yourself. You know, if you can get up in the morning and have breakfast and feed yourself and take care of yourself, that should be enough. Don't think that it's not. Right? You know, we have this, we live in this culture where we always have to be doing something. We have to be doing something. We have to be productive. And we forget that sometimes we have to rest, even, you know, mm-hmm. to quote, you know, Christian scripture, even God rested. So, you know, yeah. we have to realize that 
we have to rest too. And that's valid. And if you have to not be on social media and you have to not watch the news, that's valid. If you can only Mm -hmm. do your job to get paid to do it and you can't do anything else, that's valid too. Right. Yeah, I I agree with both of you there. I I think that uh, one of the things that, and and it's a fundamental, maybe not a, well, not a, I don't want to use the word fundamental. I don't think it's actually the right word to use here, but we are so internally conditioned to be hard on ourselves when we don't think we're following through with certain things. And and it does. It adds to the impact on mental health. It adds to the impact on how we look at things. It adds to the impact on how we carry out tasks and activities, um, how we look at the future, how we react. So yeah, it. it uh, I I agree with everything both of you said there, um, and, and and I do think that we do definitely need to cut ourselves some slack. Like the saying goes, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. And as long as, yeah, and as long as we keep that in mind, that's, it's okay. Don't be hard on yourself. We're human. And part of being human beings is we have the the highs and the lows and the mountain peaks and the valleys and and the way we deal with it, you know, and the things that we have to do to come out on the other side, that's what makes us stronger in the end. So, um, yeah, uh, like I say, I agree with everything both of you said on there uh, or about the uh, about all of this. Um, so at this point, we're going to take our last break before we get into our last segment. Um, so for the song for our last break, uh, we were talking on one of the previous breaks with Wordy and, and Wordy just feels too burnt out to come up with a song, which is cool. (laughs) Um, so we have another one that was suggested by Wolfie and Wolfie, I'll let you, uh, tell us what song we're going to listen to. It is a song by Hate Forest, another Ukrainian band, and I... Love the title of this. No stronghold can withstand this malice. All right. So here we are with Hate Hate Forest. We'll see you back here in a bit.
All right, welcome back to our last segment of Count's Coffin Talk. Um, so we have been talking about uh, all the different things that uh, have affected mental health, how it's affected our practice, our spiritual practice, um, some of the things that we've noticed about all the stuff that's been going on um, personally and within the world and the effect that uh, that's all had. Um, so I wanted to start this segment off by asking you both what things you know from what you've recognized and and the things that we've talked about so what changes have both of you made what types of health changes have you made to um you know to help your mental health now and and so that you know it, your mental health stays in check moving forward uh wordy let's uh, put the question to you first um I think the biggest thing is, and it sounds so cliche, is exercise in some way. My favorite thing really is to walk around the neighborhood, and I usually put my AirPods in, and I take a good long walk, and just being out in the air, you know, around, even though I live in the burbs, being out with trees and, and things, seeing animals, that, that helps more than you think. Um as far as health, you know, physical health, that also helps. But, you know, I've also made sure not to um, eat too many fried foods. Amazingly, you you wouldn't believe how bad fried food makes you feel until you cut it out of your diet and you feel like shit. And then you cut it out of your diet and it's like, oh, wow, I feel so much better. I have so much energy and you can think clearly just cutting out fried foods it's amazing it's an amazing change mm-hmm. so as far as the mental health aspect have you know have you been able to see the benefit of that as far as your mental health goes with everything else that's been going on yeah absolutely well you know i started um i mentioned in previous podcasts that i had some i had my own mental health crisis last year um i had a a definite mental breakdown i don't i'm not shy about talking about it um and that's when i started taking the walks and changing my diet and trying to do different things and it did help it helped a lot it helped me pull me out of that you know granted i did have um a therapist online that i went to and i had support so i'm not saying that this this is a cure-all. I'm not saying that at all. Um, if you're having a mental health crisis, definitely do what you can to find help where you can find help. But um, in addition to those things is when I started walking and started changing my diet. And it it actually did help more than you realize. And I don't, it wasn't like all of a sudden mm-hmm. these changes it was like a slow incremental thing to where you just didn't feel so bad. So if you don't, if your body's not feeling so bad, your mind doesn't focus on your body feeling bad. If that makes sense. Right. So yeah, it, there was definitely yep, a, absolutely. A, a, I could feel it. Yeah. And how about you, Wolfie? What changes have you made health wise that, uh, is, that, is having a positive impact on mental health. Um, well, I, I will say that I developed a very bad habit from 
probably burnout, the combination of being overly stressed, where I actually stopped eating for days because I was not hungry. I was not physically hungry. I think I was so stressed out that I was overriding my body's hunger signals. And I worked with my therapist. And and if you can work with a therapist, I strongly encourage it. I got evaluated because I did not want to fall into eating disorder categories. Um, And what I've been trying to do now is tie it into triggers like when I meditate to think about, I do that every day, you should be eating something every day. And it's not normal for stress to, to be that strong and override your body's own hunger mm-hmm. signals. Great. So I have, been, I have been eating at a minimum once a day. Um, and it, it, it is very unhealthy to not eat for days on end. But what was scarier to me was that I didn't notice it until I I started tracking it. So I think it's very easy for mental health issues to kind of sneak up on us Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so working with my therapist, I'm I'm getting much better at developing a a healthier eating pattern. Um, And I have to say that I can definitely feel... A difference. I have more clarity. Um, I have more focus, which makes a lot of sense because if you deprive your body of food for three or four days, which it, it's hard even saying this out loud, I didn't even notice mm. that I wasn't eating until I'm like, why is there so much food left in the fridge? So once yeah. I focused on that, that is definitely a sign of burnout. Is Wait when your appetite gets that impacted. So I'm working with my therapist. I'm eating on a much more regular basis, which definitely helps. So I would encourage anyone, if you see something like that, if you have the ability, work with a therapist and get yourself evaluated and figure out ways that you can work it into your daily routine. Right. For myself, what I've noticed, where or the things that I've started, what I've noticed with the things that I've started doing, um, and, and this goes more with follows along with physical health for myself as well. So, um, you know, one of the things that I started dealing with last year was high blood pressure. Worked through that, got that under control. Uh, and then it was high cholesterol and I'm still working through that. And it, it's pretty well back to where, to the normal level where it should be. Uh, however, I think my doctor is a little bit of a pill pusher and keeps t- getting me to take the maximum dosage of everything she fucking prescribes for me. But anyway, um, but the other thing that I, that I finally managed to finally managed to get the balls to do was to finally quit smoking and it's been it'll be three weeks on nice. wednesday since i haven't had a cigarette excellent and yeah thank you and uh let me tell you though whoa doggy has it been a fucking struggle mm-hmm. yeah um 
the, and I think I alluded to this before, earlier in the podcast that there were there was another reason why I stayed off of social media this last week, and that was the biggest reason was because of going through. You know, I I, I did buy him now. I did buy myself a nicotine vape because I wasn't going to be stupid, and just at first I was thinking about quitting cold turkey and just walking away from it all, and then I started thinking about it after and listening to my wife and. And after she aired some concerns and I started thinking about it more, I thought, yeah, no, walking away from it cold turkey is probably not a good idea because I probably will end up in jail at some point and somebody's going to have to bail me out. So yeah, cold turkey is not a good option. So I did go get the nicotine vape. Am I putting the nicotine in my system that I was before? Nope. I can tell you that right now because I know I can feel it. But just so you know the way i was feeling before and 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 kind of why i quit i've been feeling the effects of smoking now for a little mm-hmm. while um you know i my professional my professional trade i was i'm an industrial sandblaster painter coder um i've sucked in enough silica sand dust and pain fumes and and thinner fumes into my lungs that i know de- i have no doubt at all that uh one of the things that i probably have is silicosis uh which is scar tissue in the lungs from the result of sandblasting uh from silica sand dust um plus being a smoker on top of it i started smoking when i was 12 so i smoked basically for 38 years and you know it it was i was i was out in the garage it was on the first of march and i finished the last cigarette i had in my pack and then i asked my wife for one and i smoked that last cigarette and my lungs were sore and i've been dealing with fucking massive chest congestion all winter long I do have allergies on top of it too, uh, which I've started getting nailed more and more with in the last year or so. And I was at a point, I had that last cigarette and I was feeling like shit. I was congested. It tasted terrible. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I've had enough. I'm done with this horse shit. I'm done with putting all this garbage into my system all the time that's it no more and that was actually kind of a friend of mine who had quit years ago he he had told me that was exactly what happened to him he's just one day he lit up a cigarette and he was like i'm fucking done with this this is enough and he quit and that's kind of how it's gone for me um i'll tell you one thing though i've noticed in the last almost three weeks i can breathe Mm -hmm. better my lungs aren't as congested anymore as they were they don't hurt like they did before and it's like ah oh, i'm finally starting to feel a little bit better when i breathe you know so the effect that that has on mental health is huge yeah. and i've recognized mm-hmm. that and that's one of the things i mean quitting has been tough but i needed it i needed to do it because otherwise i don't know if I would have kept going with it, 
who knows where, who knows what could happen going down the road. Yeah. That's good though. And we are so proud so, of you for that, by the way. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, I keep getting kudos from people for quitting and it's, I just, you know, it's just how I am. I kind of look at it and go, yeah, yeah, yeah no big thing, whatever. Well, I you think know. we've all known. Just, just something you got to. I think we all know people that have quit and then went back and then quit and then went back. And, you know, you're doing it because you want to do it, not me. because, that's... you know, it's, it's like you're finally getting to that point to where you're seeing where hopefully that you're seeing that. Yeah, this is, I want to be this way, even though it's hard. I like being able to breathe. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing when you're talking about it. Well, and and the thing is, you know, I, it, yeah, and I mean, the benefits that I've seen out of it are already, it's like, and I've been there. I've been one of those that is, I've quit, I quit twice before. And the first time I quit, I had quit for a year until I, and at that time I was driving, I, I was a long haul truck driver. So, and I was doing well, I mean, for a long haul truck driver to quit smoking, like, I mean, that's, that you got to have some, you, you got to have some grapefruits to, to be able to quit smoking when you're a long haul truck driver. Trust me. It's not an easy thing to do because for the most part, all you're doing is sitting behind a wheel mm -hmm. and driving, right? So you're bored. You, you, you need things to do. And, you know, smoking is one of those things that it, it, it's a time occupier almost. Um, the second time I quit, I used uh, not Champix, but one of those smoking sensei, cessation things. It worked the same thing. I had quit for, I think it was about six months or eight months, but then something stressful happened and I ended up going back to it. This time was different though when I quit. This time it was just, I, I like I said, I sat there and I finished that last cigarette and I was like, fuck me, I'm done mm -hmm. with this. I can't do this anymore. You know, so I, I think it was that snap and that, that snap and mindset in the brain that I needed to finally say, okay, yep. Yep, it's time. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, I need... Excuse me, Wolfie. Um, yep. My first stepmother, she she was diagnosed with lung cancer, and she ultimately passed away from it. But she... They never mm -hmm. told her to quit smoking, but she did. And one of the things I remember her saying was she always felt like she was forgetting to do something. Did did, right. did you ever experience that in any of the times that you quit smoking, including this time that you're like forgetting to do something? No, I never ever experienced it that way that I was forgetting to do something. Um, because when I quit before, I guess it was a. The reasoning why I was quitting before was a little bit different too. I I was doing it more because at that time there were also external pressures mm -hmm. for quitting. It wasn't just a fact that I was quitting because I decided, yeah, it's time mm -hmm. to quit. You know, so 
was I really ever truly prepared to quit in those two previous times? Probably not. Um, but as far as forgetting anything or felt like I was forgetting something, I've never had that feeling that I was ever forgetting to do something or I was forgetting something. Even this, even this time in, in quitting, the one thing that I do notice is that I'm always looking, um, my hands are more mm. fidgety because you're used to holding a cigarette, mm-hmm. right? So it's more now I take, I'm holding a pen in my fingers and I'm twirling a pen around. As long as I got something in my fingers, Mm -hmm. it's not as bad, right? Wolfie, you were going to say something there. Yeah, I was, I was going to say I used to smoke as well. Um, And one of the hardest things for me was avoiding certain triggers. Um, So for example, if I had a beer, I always had a beer and a cigarette, but once I did quit smoking, I realized how much better beer tastes without it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't know if, if you, how, what are you doing if you are encountering triggers? Um, well, I mean, right now, um, as far as like, uh, tastes and, you know, just talking about the tastes of food and certain things, smells, I noticed, I, I have noticed that already that certain things are starting to smell a little bit different. Certain tastes are starting to taste a little taste, not as much yet, but smells definitely. I've noticed that, um, as far as facing the triggers, being around any, like I said, you know, my wife, my wife is still smoking. Um, and being around it really, I haven't found it to be much of a trigger because while she's having a cigarette, I mean, I've got my vape, right? So I can just have a few, you know, take a couple of, of pulls off the vape and I'm, and I'm okay. Um, I'm really trying to work on not focusing on triggers because if I I know what I'm like, if I get, if I focus on the triggers, I'll get hyper-focused on them. And if I start hyper-focusing, that's when I'm going to turn into a dick. And I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm really working on just keeping my, myself calm, cool, you know, I know I've got my vape. If I need to have a hit of nicotine, I've got my nicotine vape with me. And I mean, the other thing for me that helps too, and honestly, is because I smoke pot. If it wasn't for smoking pot, trust me, I probably would rip somebody's head off. So that that is definitely, THC has definitely been my friend. Yeah. So are you ever going to stop you know, smoking pot? Not stop pot, just stop smoking it. Just curious. Um that's that that's my plan eventually. I mean, I'm still I've already I I've got I also have a dry a dry herb vape that I use. So where's the dry herb vape? It's not like smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. You know, because the heat is just you're just getting the vapor and that's it. You're not getting it's not like burning, right? It's a little bit different. Um, so, and I mean, as far, you know, but I'll take it to, I'll take it a little bit 
further than that. Smoking a joint does not make my lungs feel mm-hmm. shitty, though. Because, and I mean, it's not to say that there aren't impurities at when you're smoking when you're smoking a joint, but you're not ramming all the fucking tar and the you know the 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 benzene and all the other garbage that's in nicotine or that's in a cigarette. You're not sucking all of that into your lungs. And the worst one is the tar. There's no you don't have tar in weed. Right. right, but there's lots of tar and L air, air and tobacco. So, and and like I say, it's the tar that's the worst for you, because tar accumulates. It's heavy. You're that's why when people who quit smoking notice, and they say the first three weeks are the worst, and I believe that the first three weeks after you quit are definitely the worst. And it's not only because of the withdrawal of all the shit going on in your system. It's also the three weeks of because you're breaking that right. habit, too. It's the psychological aspect, right? Mm-hmm. But after three weeks, when you start hacking all that black shit out of your lungs and the, and the taste that's in your mouth from it, and I'm sure you remember it well, Wolfie, being a smoker before, it's not fun. No, it is not. You know... And, and that's the thing that, um, that I'm looking, honestly, I'm looking most forward to is when I start getting rid of that garbage out of my lungs and it's already starting a little bit. It's starting to, starting to break up a bit here and there. Right now I'm more phlegmy than anything, but that's all part of getting that stuff out of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So touch wood as I knock on my head, hopefully it, uh, I can keep it up. Well, you've got, you've got a great motivation that you're doing it for yourself and you've got coping mechanisms. And to me, it sounds like this is something you really, really want. And that's a huge part of quitting. At least for, for me, that was, I had to really, really want it before I was able to do it. Well, and I mean, there's several reasons for wanting to quit. I mean, one, yes. I mean, the obvious uh, advantages and and benefits to health you know physical health and and uh respiratory health and mental health i mean that's one thing the other thing too is the amount of money we're going mm-hmm. to save yes you know i was talking to somebody about this you know another person about this and you know that lives in texas and telling them what we pay for cigarettes up here a pack of cigarettes up here costs 16 to 18 fucking dollars a pack holy shit whereas whereas you guys down there you're paying you know four to four to six dollars a pack so for the amount that i was smoking before i was spending on myself it was costing me roughly uh i would say 70 bucks a week just to smoke Wow. Seventy dollars a week. That's two hundred and eight. That's two hundred and almost three hundred fucking dollars a month. Oof. That is a lot. Now, we've talked. I know we've talked about this before. Yes, Canada has paid health care, but we pay a lot of fucking taxes <laughs> and shit too. <laughs> 
Well, that's the way to do it. If you're going to go so, to the hospital for your vice, may as well pay through it, pay for it through your vice, right? <laughs> I guess. So, I yeah, I mean, there the 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 benefits far outweigh the reasons to keep doing it, you know. Um. So. Just uh, looking over at the clock here, and I see we are coming close to the end of our time. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do before we uh, sign off on this podcast, uh, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of my followers out there. Um, one, uh, the first shout-out I want to give to is to Everything Witch. Um, whose granddaughter has been going through some medical stuff the last little while, uh, was heart-related condition, uh, a heart-related condition, and I know surgery was involved, and uh, just wanted to um, send a shout-out to her and her family and her granddaughter and let them all know that we are thinking mm -hmm. about them and that we are sending good thoughts and healing energy towards them for the continued uh, uh, healing and improvement of, uh, of, uh, of the young girl's health. Um, the second shout-out I want to give to you is to Wendy Manley um, on Twitter. Uh, and I think there are a lot of people out there listening to the podcast who have interacted with Wendy. Uh, she follows the horror community and the metal community pretty close. Um, she also has a grandson who is going through some major, major health stuff right now. Um, so, you know, I'm just asking everybody out there and all the listeners to, um, you know, send good thoughts and uh, and uh, good energy and healing energy over to Wendy, her grandson, and, their, and everybody in their family mm -hmm. as well. Um, so before we sign off, I would just ask the two of you, two of you if there are any final words that you have for everybody today before we head off the air uh wolfie start with you on this one uh maya is going to be pretty simple put yourself first and take care of yourself because you cannot take care of anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself first absolutely uh wordy um to remind people to rest Resting does not equal laziness. Resting equals resting. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for myself, I think the thing that I would encourage everybody out there um, listening is to keep in mind that no matter how heavy things get, uh, no matter how hard things seem, no matter how much you feel like you're drowning at times uh where you don't feel like those guides or uh you know and it, and it doesn't matter how you practice spirituality in what way or what shape or what form just know that those guides are always there for you you are never alone um it may not seem like they're there with you but they are at times they're just they're giving you they're giving you the opportunity to work through things on your own and and uh they just want to make sh you know they just want to see if if you're able to keep navigating and, and to keep your strength up so 
Um, with that, um, I'd like to thank everybody today for tu- for tuning into episode number four of Count's Coffin Talk. Um, I hope that everybody will enjoy today's episode and you've enjoyed what you've heard. We ask you to come back often and don't forget to join us next week or next time for another exciting episode of Count's Coffin Talk. I do welcome comments and feedback. You can follow me on Twitter at CountXLGuy and uh, you can DM me on there as well. Uh, In the meantime... Everybody, I'd just like to remind everybody out there to keep peace, love, and respect. And above all, let's make sure we keep the shiny side up, folks. See you next time. Bye for now. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.